You are now listening to 2026 Cast. What's good, you all? It's the Magic One here, bringing you the sixth episode of the 2026 Cast. Today, Frankie and I got the pleasure of talking to somebody uh, just very special and uh, just a real cool experience. We got to speak with Mike Pinella. Uh, Mike's essentially uh, OG in the game of sustainability and also civil rights. Here in St. Lucie, Florida, he owns about four acres of land where he grows most, if not all, of his fruits and veggies. And he also was a very big proponent in civil rights today and more back in the day. Actually, it seems like he's the same as he always was. Uh, back in the day, he actually had to flee to Canada for about a decade to stay away from the FBI because him and his comrades were going to different government-ran places and tearing up documents of people so they wouldn't have to get drafted into the war. Man, this was awesome. Uh, we met uh, Mike. Essentially, we're in uh, St. Lucie right now. We went to Miami, but Frank's aunt lives here in St. Lucie. She lives about an hour and a half north of Miami. And uh, this was kind of our stopping place coming from Atlanta. So we're here and. uh I'm walking through just like all this land and just checking it out because I'm in Florida. I see palm trees. I see fruits and different vegetables and different plants and all types of stuff. So I'm just walking and I see this woman, his wife, Claire, and she's very polite, very nice. And she's just greeting me. And we're just I tell her that I'm staying with Frank's aunt. She's like, oh, yeah, we were expecting you, blah, blah, blah. So then she's got, she says, you got to meet Mike. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I walk back. So then uh, me, Frank and his aunt walk back over there because these are friends of hers and uh we see mike and immediately embraces us gives us hugs and we're looking at, like at his like kind of miniature farm that he's built for himself him and his wife and uh i ask him i'm like so is this like your daily thing is taking care of this land he says taking care of this land and uh trying to get rid of trump and immediately i knew that he was on our side i know he's he was a team member you know and uh, just awesome, man, hearing an older and white gentleman be so passionate about civil rights and sustainability and different things that are so relevant today. And I'm so excited for you all to hear this interview. So this is the sixth episode of the 2026 cast. Bow. We're here today with Mike Pinella. And we're out in Florida. We're on our, our 2026 East Coast tour. And this is our first tour podcast. Yeah. On the road, and this is a kind of an unexpected guest for us because this wasn't planned at all. We just ran into Mike here at where he lives and next Lucy. to my aunt, Mar- yeah. Margie. St. Lucie, Florida. St. Lucie, Florida, yeah. Port. And, it's and, uh, St. Lu- Lucie Locks. Okay, St. Lucie Locks. Yeah. And uh, he has a very interesting place here. We walked or came in to find uh, all these amazing fruits. And gardening, and it's all fully sustainable environment situation, and we, it really just amazed us. And we kept talking for about an hour as we were walking around his uh, beautiful property, and it's fine learning so much about uh, him and his uh, home that we were like, "Oh, we have to get him on the podcast." So here we are. I'm gonna say we were asking you so many questions at first. I was like, "Man, it'd be cool to get this guy on the podcast." And Frank asked you back at his aunt's house, and I was like word this would be awesome so um mike so would you want to tell people how long you've been on this property uh it's 28 years this month awesome and did you have any previous things like this before uh well yeah i had i well i'm living on a property where it's four acres and we're 
it's an edible landscape. So that's where I'm at. Okay, mm -hmm. we we came here and immediately set it up as that. Mm -hmm. uh, the experience prior to that, uh, I actually got a master's degree in environmental education in Pennsylvania just prior to coming here. So my thesis in 1990, and we moved here in 1992. Yeah, uh, my thesis was on uh, developing an ecological yard space uh, using the principles of permaculture. Now, permaculture is the science of studying ecology and applying it to your space. So it has nothing to do with landscape design as you might know, know it in, in reality. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with we're human beings living on the earth. How do we make this property uh, feed us, take care of our needs? And, you know, and that's our prime uh, goal. Prior to that, I did work in a tropical plant nursery in Miami Beach for four years. That's where I met your, your Aunt Margie. Yeah. All right, back in the mid-80s. So I had experience with tropical plants. Yeah, so you already were familiar with what would work here. Yeah, I had a pretty good experience. Didn't have so much information on edibles and stuff, you, you know, provide yeah. food. But uh, I knew a lot. I mean, because I actually worked in the nursery as a teacher. In mm -hmm. that situation, that's where we worked, and uh, so that was uh, my thesis and my my master's degree in environmental education. I went in my own homestead mm -hmm. uh, to reflect uh, what I believed in, awesome. what where where we needed to go uh, to get rid of lawns, to have our space, whatever we have around us provide food for us, exactly. uh, to reduce our waste, compost, everything that goes with recycling, uh, using the sun's energy, setting it up so you have solar, everything so uh, we're not dependent upon fossil fuels. And, so, so. and was uh, the like the time in the 80s when, it, when I think things were getting pretty drastic with like the first, um, I guess, people like talking about global... Um, yeah, like well, climate, climate change, change came out, yes, in the mid-80s, there was some discussion of it. Even when I was in graduate school in 1988-89, uh, my, my, my ecology professor talked about it. Yeah. So that's like 32 years ago. Right? Yeah. He was talking about it in terms of certain species were in decline mm -hmm. at that point, even then. Uh, so I was aware of it, and so I wanted to sort of put it to practice. And, uh, and that's, so my thesis was me learning more. Mm -hmm. And then I, my thesis was a product where I created a course on how to teach this. Yeah. So the course is really, a, a, it's, a, it's, it's a lesson plan all the way through each class and how to go through each principle of ecology Does it and, ha and have people use that. Does it how get used anywhere? Uh, the, the lesson did it ever get well? Yes, I've I've shared it and I've taught a few classes. Interesting. Awesome. Uh, all right, and I I taught uh, even composting for ten years for the county here. Nice. Um, mostly, it's been people visiting uh, and, uh, and me talking to them. I mean, yeah. where 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 the information has been passed on, other than the fact that uh, I I belong to other organizations where I talk about this stuff. So. So, uh, did you care about the environment prior to going? Like, I mean, everybody cares about the environment, yeah. but did you care so deeply to where you incorporate into your everyday life before college? Yes. Well, not before college. Other than the fact, I mean, not that I was conscious of it. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a working class Italian family 
And, uh, and this is the case with a lot of people who don't have much money. Uh, they, uh, they don't buy things that they don't really need. So we always had a vegetable garden growing up. So I was, I'm, I'm familiar with what I'm doing out yeah. here. And that's the case, a lot of the case with people from the Italian culture. Uh, so I, as a kid, I, I liked gardening. My, my parents did or, organic gardening, not because they wanted to do organic gardening, but that's just what they did. It just made sense, I guess. It, well, so. they didn't want to buy chemicals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, my dad, I remember him ordering manure. He never sprayed anything. So anyway, it was certainly a part of who my growing up. Uh, but I, uh, when I got out of college, it was at a time when uh, the civil rights movement was active and I got involved with that. I got involved with the, the peace movement and a lot of that stuff, the hippie stuff. Yeah. I went to Woodstock, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. He's got a Woodstock is, t-shirt on right now. 50th anniversary. And, and listen, I didn't put that on because you guys were coming. It just, it just <laughs> happened to be on. No, that's awesome. Uh, so that was, I was in my early 20s. Yeah. So my, so uh, this part of who I am, I mean, I was in, arrested in Martin Luther King's Poor People's Campaign. This is like two months after he was murdered Man. Uh, uh, in Washington. And I was 22 years old. All right. So, and I haven't really, my, my mind has not changed about the righteousness mm -hmm. of what I did then. Yeah. It's just gotten, it's just gotten sharper mm -hmm. over the years. So, but that's definitely part of it. My, my ecological practices are, are part of the total picture. Civil rights are part of the picture. Peace is part of the picture. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, LBQ uh, issues are part. Everything yeah. is. Part. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a I'm a supporter of Bernie because he's he's been at this as long as I have. I'm gonna say. Yeah. All right, so this is kind of. He, I, I understand exactly where he's coming from. Yeah. So I mean, I, and I respect the other folks too on the Democratic side, but uh, he's Bernie's right on point it, to where you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and so uh, that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, so I'm also involved in, in the political struggle right now to for us to take our country back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first take, thing Mike said. He said, "Yeah, I take care of this land and trying to get Trump out of the house." I was like, "Yeah." Word, I this, mean, this, what this else? Is the right guy. What else is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the that's the quick story. It's it's uh, interesting because you know you come to Florida and you. Uh, there's there still are a lot of different different views in Florida and like what you hear about Florida a lot of the no, times we is not the most positive we side. Were, right, we were just in Walmart and a guy had make fishing great again, but it was a red and I was like, oh, the red, the red hat. hat. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and I saw it and I was like, yo, I got a little nervous and then it, it said making fish and I feel like he saw that I saw he he saw that I was just like and I was like, oh okay, whatever. He, he, but there's a lot of messages on red hats. Yeah, now. It's a lot of not a lot, a lot of them are not kind to Trump. Not at all. <laughs> He's really in that too. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, that's kind of how I got where I'm at. And so you're currently retired, but still doing all this other stuff. And yeah, and how I ended up. I mean, I ended up in Canada back in 1971 because of political activity. And that's where I met Claire. Okay. Yeah. All right. She's from Where Quebec. She in? was. She's French. Okay, that makes sense because I, I thought I heard it now too. Yeah, I didn't. She yeah. has a bit yeah. of an accent which I don't which, hear which anymore. Part but was in Quebec, like she's, uh, she's from Quebec. 
Like Quebec City? Or Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Awesome. Yeah. We were trying to go yeah, to Montreal. We, oh, we didn't get our passports. Until, we, we tried to, actually, we tried to get our passports sometime. We tried to get the photos with the Sam's Club because it was the cheapest. Our Costco. Our Costco. And, um, they didn't they have the, they, they, they took the photo booth away from that one. That, yeah. Yeah. Really All right, guys, if you go to Montreal, I'll set you up for a place to stay. Please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Please. We, we definitely, <laughs> I definitely, I haven't <laughs> been overseas. Frank's been overseas. Oh, well, he's from overseas. I haven't yeah. done, or not overseas, but just like out of the country in general. Yeah. I haven't, I've never been anywhere like that. So, well, time to move around. No, hundred percent. Oh, this this is the year for it. This yeah. and beyond. Like that's, that's and uh, but yeah, in Montreal, like it just looks like an amazing place. But I definitely would rather go there, not in the winter. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not that mad yeah. about like nah. driving up there. <laughs> Because I know it's cold as hell. Yeah, if you think it's if you think it's cold in Louisville, yeah, yeah, go a little oh, further man, that's north. Nothing. That's, <laughs> yeah. Louisville's nothing compared to like. Yeah. I, I've been anyway. to Quebec in, in in the summertime, and it was yeah. it that's was the really time. Nice. That's the time to go. Anyway, that's so I, I was up there for ten years until I was I was actually able to come back into the country because the FBI was after me for a while. Damn! Wow! And uh, I was that's able to come nuts. back, and uh, we. We came. We came. Actually, first went to Miami Beach. So did you? Uh, did you have to escape America? Was there like some I, I crazy was, like? I was being. I was. Uh, uh, I was subpoenaed. Of course, that word everybody knows what that word mm-hmm. is now after listening to all this stuff on TV. Uh, I was subpoenaed to a grand jury investigation where uh, people who I was associated with they were mostly priests and nuns because I actually I had been in a seminary for my. High school and college. I was studying to be a priest. Cool. Believe it or not, yeah. And with twenty-one, I left. And twenty-two, so twenty-two, I left the seminary. At twenty-one and twenty-two, I was in jail. We, we got, we got, we got to talk about that. That's very, it's that's very. Nice. I feel like it's very Italian of you too to go into that. Yeah, it, it is. My mother, my mother, uh, definitely encouraged me, and everybody in my little hometown thought that Michael, this is a great idea, become a priest. So I. I managed to stay at it for eight years. Then I just woke up. I says, "What am I doing?" So yeah. I left. Um, so, but I got associated with these other more radical Catholics. Yeah, the, the Berrigans were their name, and they were people who hated the war in Vietnam, hated the draft, hated what we were doing in poor communities in in this in this country. So I uh, was part of this group. Uh, uh, that would uh, case and then break into draft boards. Uh, and what's and the draft board? Draft board. You're lucky you don't know what that is. <laughs> draft board is it was an organization. Or if you're 18 years old, which oh, you yeah. probably had to do, yeah, sign up for selective service. Yeah. You have to give your name, yeah. right? And that way, if there's a war and they say you have to go, they'll go grab your ass and put you in a uniform. Yeah. All right. And uh, so that's what that is. But at that time, they were actually drafting people. Yeah. All right. They were t- they were getting guys, mostly low income, yeah. poor blacks, whites, yeah. Latinos yeah. were the yeah. people who who had no option. They, they didn't have the the monetary pool, the family pool. Yeah. Uh, to, just to say, get out of it. Here's a All right. To get out of it. So they would take these other guys to go fight the rich man's war. As far as I was concerned, that's what it was. Yeah. And so. I opposed it. And these folks, mostly, again, at the beginning, priests and nuns and, and people like myself, college students who graduated, yeah, a few activists, um, uh, we would case draft boards. So we would 
learn how to break into them. We go in and get the files of the people who are about to be drafted. Mm -hmm. All right, the next group of people. Right. And we'd either destroy them in the building, okay, by tearing them up. Yeah. yeah. We cased it well enough to know that we could be there for a period of time. And uh, sometimes we would actually take the papers with us because we didn't have time. Man. And then we would destroy them elsewhere. Yeah. And then we'd go into corporate offices that were profiteering from the war, steal documentation between the lobbying offices of the corporation mm -hmm. and members of Congress, where they were basically correspondents saying, the lobbyists would say, we'll give to your campaign if you keep the war in Vietnam going. Golly. So man. this is almost like real, uh, real life hacker. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, literally, if that it, makes was, sense. it was hard copies. Yeah, well, because I'm saying like today exactly. it would be a hacker that would do that. Yes. Going into the computer. That's yes, the computer yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, or uh, like a lead yes. of some type. So that's what we did. And, uh, and even associates of mine actually broke into an FBI office and stole all their documents because they didn't know what to look for. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and this is the, when J, <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover was the uh, director and he was his campaign was uh, against people who were against the war, against uh, 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 black political organizations. Yeah. He was he was like down on them, uh, doing very little work against organized crime. Yeah. It was all focused yeah. politically. Golly. And we would we stole the folks stole those documents, published them. And, and it actually became significant in bringing J. Edgar Hoover down. Wow. Because all this surveillance, a lot of it was him surveilling members of Congress. Yeah. And they had like some details on them. And when that information comes out all at once, uh, it's not good for the guy who's been putting the inform information together. You know, yeah. he would use it selectively. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, uh, I've seen so, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, recently there's a, a TV show about uh, what's it called? Man in the High Castle. I don't know if you've heard yes. of it. Yes. Uh, where they have I've seen where instead, one season. Well, that. instead, it's, uh, you know, if, if the Nazis won the war and yes. they in yes. invaded yeah. completely in America. But they have Hoover working for the Nazis and he's like in, in doing. Uh, selective surveillance on people oh they actually have hoover's name using his name yeah they're using his name as a character that oh, works my for goodness the gracious well he uh, and like as far as i was concerned he was a nazi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i i was associated with them and the, some of these folks got brought up on a conspiracy charge and they knew me the fbi knew me because at the beginning we actually put our, our names on documents with our photos, but we never signed anything. It was never yeah. a confession. Yeah. So we could talk about it. Yeah. We never left any evidence. We yeah. were very, we never left fingerprints, no yeah. nothing. Mm. So, no, um, nothing. and they, they, so they couldn't prove anything. Yeah. Uh, but they knew me because I had done that. Uh, then there were people after me who just didn't do that at all. They would end up just breaking in and leaving. Not, uh, not leaving their name, nothing, or uh, just, ghosts. Uh, just, uh, just doing it. So they knew me, they subpoenaed me, and I realized there was nothing to be gained. Again, it's sort of like what's happening now. If I would have, if I'd honored the subpoena, uh, they actually, I knew it was coming because the chief prosecutor came to visit me. I was living in Maine at the time. Yeah. Uh, and he said, Where were you living in Maine? Bangor. Bangor, okay. I don't know where that is, but I've that's been, a, that's I've been a, in York Beach, Maine, which is like right near, like close to Portland, Maine. And yeah, this is sort of the center, way, way center of the state. 
Bangor is like the main city in the middle of the state. And uh, I, uh, he visited me and said, we'll grant you immunity. And of course, we've heard th these terms before, mm -hmm. too, immunity and uh, from crimes if you testify against these people. Damn. All so right? they wanted you to sell your people out, basically. Yeah, that's exactly oh, that's it. Nuts. That's yeah. it. So, so they're, they're sitting in my apartment uh, with my wife at the time, and she was involved with me with this, too. By yeah. The, that, that was another former wife. Uh, Charlotte was her name. And uh, they were there, and I was honest. I said, I can't do that. You know, and they were polite enough. They, I think they understood that, and they just left. Yeah. He was the chief prosecutor for that trial. Yeah. visited me in Bangor. And uh, then I, I just went in. We just immediately went into hiding. Yeah. Because I did not want to receive the subpoena. Because it's one thing to get a subpoena, and then there's another thing to not get a subpoena. It's a piece of paper, right? If they don't serve you, it's like... You never legal, got it. They never got it. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I went into hiding to see if they weren't bluffing. So ultimately, after about two weeks of moving from house to house of friends and going into the woods and staying yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, a friend of mine saw the subpoena. So that was it. I got contacts in Canada yeah. uh, with the Quakers and they, they shuttled me across uh, to Nova Scotia. Dude, and I got picked up nuts. at the other end. Yeah. And, and that was, I, I lived there for 10 years. I had a life there. And so uh, were, at the, the whole time you were in Nova Scotia, were you actively pursuing trying to make it back here or not really it, i knew i knew it was way too hot yeah i had to wait for this trial the grand jury to be finished mm -hmm. the the trial the grand jury is a prerequisite yeah. for the trial mm -hmm. right and the, it took, took maybe two to three years and then the trial was over and they were acquitted mm -hmm. because the government jay Hoover was just cooking up all this evidence he had an informer inside and uh the charge they had was, was a discussion that they had decided an action thing to do. They decided not to do it. So that came out in the trial is that there was like, there was no crime. They really hadn't planned to do it. So anyway, they were acquitted. They were found not guilty. And so at that point, I realized I probably could come back. Yeah. So I did. I actually, at that point, used my own identification and with to like, come across the border, yeah. and they, they said nothing. They didn't. They wanted. They didn't want to mess with yeah. me. I was a small player in that whole thing. Okay. It's like okay. they would have been embarrassing as hell for them <laughs> to, so hard, to, uh, to to arrest me for a yeah. trial that they lost. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So like, what clicks in your brain? At, you said like nineteen twenty when all this happened, or twenty twenty one. What's that? When you're 21 and you were in, you were about, you were in seminary. You, you, well, no, what, I, what I left the, I left the, I left the seminary at age 21, in in uh, and then the following year, in the spring of the next year yeah. uh, of '68. Yeah. All right. Uh, is when I got involved. I went into Vista and I worked in a black neighborhood in Norfolk, Virginia, uh -huh. right after college, right after cool. the seminary. So that radicalized me. I lived in a black neighborhood. Yeah. And you uh, saw I, oh, I saw, I, I saw, yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw police brutality. Yeah. I was, and I was a witness to all this and, and I was friends. I'm not, I, I, I was, I was accepted in, I guess because I was so naive, but in any case, I was completely accepted in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I saw everything. And, uh, so that's when I realized that I got to do something. 
So like, <laughs> so like, growing up as a kid, were you around different people of color, different religions, and different stuff like that? Virtually not. Damn. Um, uh, the town we had a very—I don't recall ever seeing anybody black walking. And wh in town. where is this town? At? This is Elwood City, Pennsylvania. Cool. It's a small steel town, just north of Pittsburgh. Okay. You know, part of the steel industry. Okay. The satellite towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, but what's interesting is growing up, my parents being Italian, a lot of Italians are racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. A lot of Italians. And, and that was certainly the case in my town, but my parents were not. Yeah. Which is interesting. I look back at it. I, I never heard and, any, uh, any foul language yeah. come out of their mouths. Yeah. And right next door to us, we had a really small street and went right by our house. And on the other side of the street was this AME church. Okay, African Methodist Church. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So every Sunday, uh, they, they came into this Italian neighborhood. Nobody ever bothered them. It was, it was, and, and it was like really my only contact with black folks. And occasionally my father would come out and sit on the, on the curb looking at the church, listening to their music. It's going good. I mean, I know they was going yeah. crazy. Too. All right. So he was sitting, <laughs> sitting there listening to music. Yeah. And on occasion, they had, ch you know, chicken specials, you know, like meals. Yeah. And we would go over and eat. That's cool. All right. So that, that was my experience. Um, so I never had that issue. Uh, because so, of that so off the jump, you knew you liked the food and you knew you liked the music. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> and I yeah. guess the people were welcoming as well too. Oh so. yeah, they were. They were no, they were just they were very welcoming. Yeah. Just well, it was it was a, a, a good experience uh, from for our family to, uh, to be there, and uh, so that was my situation growing up. I mean, I really it was an amazingly white town. Yeah. I, I really had no idea. I never asked these folks, "Where do you live?" But I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> there was no neighborhood. Yeah. In our town, I mean, I, it was just they, they. I don't know where they came from. I should have asked. <laughs> oh, so like you never even saw these people outside of no. them being in that church? No. Yeah. No. Dude, that might no. Be like, there was. There was just. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it was a small town, so yeah. there could have been a, a some a town over uh, somewhere. somewhere like there. And of course, I didn't. We didn't get around much, so it's hard to tell where you know. Because I don't think I. I know if you went into the next town, like Beaver Falls, they had they had African American neighborhoods, um, but not in our town. That was anyway. That was that was my experience. Yeah, and I guess I mean even at the time, like cities like uh, like Louisville, where we're from, were probably extremely segregated, where you still wouldn't have seen. A black person in your day. Or, yeah. I mean, it, it still was. It's still kind of, in a sense, like you can kind of stay. Like if you, if you stay in your certain area of town, and it may, it's not necessarily race, it's more class, which, yeah. and you can, like I know people from my neighborhood that literally do not leave that neighborhood. And like places, like different places that I go in the city, they're like, oh, I never go there. I'm like, it's in Louisville, so not small, but like it's accessible as far as like transportation. So it takes you like 15, 20 minutes to go if you're, if you're really going out of your way somewhere. So I don't know. It's interesting to see how things have changed and not really changed at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what's changed in a lot of ways is some of the neighborhoods in those days. I even went back to it when I was in Norfolk, Virginia in the, when I was 21 in that mm -hmm. black neighborhood. It's, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it it's like gentrified. A, yeah, I was about to say everything flipped or whatnot. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, so that has changed. So people yeah. have, have been pushed out of their but, homes. And uh, and it's amazing, but that's been happening for, for 
ages. I mean, in Louisville, like the 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 whole West End was completely white, and then they shut left part. the white flight. They yep. left, and then that became that area, and then it other places developed, yep. and then the gentrific the cycle of yep. building, leaving, yeah, occupying other people, and then refinding something, but. So relative to what's going on right now, as far as like Trump being in the house, and you see more people just becoming awake to like stuff that we were ignorant to. Me and Frank had this conversation. I was like, we're realized just like because I mean we've been on this road trip, so we've been talking about everything. Just as far as like just realizing certain things weren't right, and even just as men, like sometimes I, I was like, I catch myself maybe over speaking to a woman, so I'm just like, oh man, like let me listen to you speak, so I'm not mansplaining and stuff. Relative to like what's going on right now. And what you went through as far as like having to escape to Canada and kind of hide out for like, I guess, a decade, you said. Yeah. To like stay away. What would you say about right now and and then? The difference? Yeah, the difference. And just like as far as like how you see our our like generation react oh, to like somebody oh, like Oh, I, I think we're in a better space as far as young people are concerned. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's... There's more people have woken up. I think in, in in my days it was almost sometimes a purely cultural experience, because I even think about it sometimes. Right here I was at Woodstock, mm-hmm. almost a half a million people. I says, where the fuck are they now? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, are these are people my age? Yeah. They're 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 kind of running the show to some extent. People from that era, and 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 they're definitely part of the problem. All right. So yeah. Uh, uh, so it, I, I I thought for sure that that would have a period of time would have ushered in better better times, but um, things have gotten so much worse, especially I mean, especially gotta, with the issue of climate change. You still got to think of, of the scale of people. You know, five hundred thousand people compared to three hundred thirteen million is still so small. I it mean, is it, small, it, but it, you would have th- I would have thought it would be represented. Yeah. Okay, because only so many people could make it to that festival. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, but it, as, as I look at what's going on now, the um, clarity of mind of, of young people who are supporting Bernie, who are supporting Elizabeth Warren, and the other candidates too. There a lot of young folks. Uh, I mean, I support Bernie because he has the, as far as I'm concerned, the total package, mm-hmm. uh, and he know, he knows how to move us into what I thought we would have happened 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and um, and they're active. And I mean, there's a lot of people who aren't, who are young, who are not active. We know that. But one, of our, one of our friends just did a whole, uh, he biked all the way from California to Boston. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, just a friend of ours, uh, what's uh, Wyatt Wazpiper. Wyatt Wazpiper, yeah. He did a bike for Bernie and he... For Bernie. Oh, right. and he, from the West Coast to the East Coast. East Coast. Wow. Did it, uh, I don't know how many months it took him, like three, four months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's he, great. I'm sure he, he found just, lots of... Met a hell of a lot of nice people yeah, on the way. No, I mean, way. Bernie supported <laughs> like, it's well, I mean, yeah, they, they had places to stay, I'm sure, mm-hmm. along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, so, I, I, I'm, I'm... And he's I, 20... He's probably two below us. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know... For somebody to do that and be that enthusiastic about it, you know, we see that it definitely has. He was very enthusiastic. I mean, yeah. like any any like any like rebuttal I had for him, like he was coming at me like 
he had an answer. No, I mean, he, he was very passionate about Bernie. He so. knew the platform front and back. <laughs> yeah, nah, like, I mean, to, I mean, to literally ride your bike. Riding a car from the west to the east coast, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> right. no, I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, like, but like he's riding his bike. I was like, golly, man. And we saw him over winter break, and he was. I saw him at a bar, and he was just going crazy about it. I was like, and, and this man. was yeah, this was him just happened to be in Louisville while he's on his ride. For oh, those he going through? Yeah, yeah, he was passing through. He wasn't finished yet. He just, it was just his. Is he from Louisville? Yeah. Oh, and wow. so it was funny. He went to high school with him. Oh, well, speaking of high school kids, I mean, this is something uh, happening now. There's uh, people in high school or in college, people in, you know, uh, mostly because of climate change, right? It's like you can sort of ignore certain things. And and of course, the whole issue of college, I I didn't pay a cent for college. Wow. Of course, I I was was in an unusual situation. You know, the Catholic Church paid my, I was yeah. studying to be a priest, yeah. right? Everything got paid. Room, board, tuition, never a penny. But at the same time, like Bernie says, back in those days, there were state colleges where you had, it cost very little. Yeah. Very little. It cost maybe, you know, five bucks a credit. I don't know what yeah. the hell it was. Serious? I, oh, it was, it was cheap. It's, it's like it was, 1200 a credit here. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, it was cheap. If you want, if you're going like he suggested, going to a public university or college, not a private school, yeah. but a public public college, it was it was cheap. So the, people walked out of there not in debt. So you're confronted at if you're in high school, do, do I want to walk into this debt, right? And then if you're at the end of your four years, you you're bound by the debt. I mean, this and that's these, if you stay in it for four years. I mean, I think, I think it's I mean, if, if you can make it through exactly. for you. If you it's can definitely make it a modern indentured servitude. No, it's terrible. Uh, which is awful because all you're doing is working to pay back that debt. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And 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 you're wasting all this young energy. We should be spending everything up front on, on infants. Pre, you know, uh, before a woman gets pregnant, make sure she's healthy, so her birth. Is likely more likely to be healthy. We should be putting money into, into the infants, the little kids. The, that's where you need to do the investment because they're going to be here for 80, 90, exactly. 100 years. All right. Yeah. So this this is the stupidity of everything we're doing, and that college should not strap people. Well, because uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, the, it's it's really silly. You know, they say like the the best development years of your brain are like way younger. Yeah. So like the. And that you forget everything that you learn at age like eighteen to twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we like seriously studying at that time? But uh, another point, where was I going with that? I had something right before that, yeah, I lost sorry. it. But yeah, I I think really college is is, is silly. Where it's, it's going it, right it, now? It almost seems like a scam. Oh, I, mean, I, I got oh, it. Word, word. Well, basically, I think that's why a lot of young people also like there is like very politically minded people, but then a lot of them are very apolitical because they're only focused on. They're like, hey, the next. I've job. got these bills. Yeah, yeah. I need to pay this check, and all I need to do is do this job to get these this twenty thousand down to the next number, I, and I, then so yeah. they're worried every yeah. two weeks. They have maybe five hundred dollars in their bank account, yeah, and then twenty thousand minus yeah. somewhere hanging up. Like it's just like a dark cloud. I mean, it's it's depressing, man. Like I, it's I, I got people that have hundreds of thousands. Uh, hundred thousand one of our friends we just stayed with told us how much his debt was, and it was, and it's like, how, and I was he, like, he was shocked. 
And well, he says, oh, it's not that much. It's like 50. I was like, dude, $50,000? Maybe it was 35, but even still, like, you should buy a car, a house. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's true. People are are so distracted and making sure they they, they they pay the bill and it's that somehow or another they don't have to go through bankruptcy or 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 find themselves out on the street. I must say, must your credit score. Like. Oh, your credit score. I, I can understand it. I guess the only thing around that is is young people uh, who who are maybe either going through that experience. But I think it, it makes a bubble that like eventually bursts, which is like where yeah. we're on trajectory yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the people get so fucking pissed off that you know it. it change is going to happen but uh it has to be organized we have to make sure people uh, vote we have to make sure that the vote is honest mm-hmm. and we have to make sure the vote is not suppressed all these oh, things yeah. all right i mean but these I mean, young people who were in, the, in these dire straits and, and only focused in on, on their own situation yeah they, they need to at least vote I mean, I, <laughs> right? It's, no, uh, yeah, so, so that's it's every time, even before election time I'll, or around election time, I'll be asking friends of mine. I'm like, yeah, hey, are, are you going to vote? Uh, yeah. And just checking yeah. what's going on with the peers around myself. And it, it sometimes like they're just like, nah, why would I do that? Yeah, and nah. you're like, oh wow, dude, I got uh, my mom to vote for Bernie in the primaries last time. Like, she was like, I, 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 was, I was like, Mama, no, this is important. And then like yeah. Trump got, I was like, Mom, this is what I'm telling you. Yeah, and it's crazy, like. I think me and him both. I don't think we've missed a time voting. I used to even come back from WKU. I may have missed one time when I went away for school. Yeah. I don't think we've missed. I'm talking about even like local elections, which didn't like the day of. I'm like, hold on, who should I vote for? But yeah, no, nah, it's definitely important to do well, that. The, well, the first time I voted, I was 22, mm-hmm. and uh, I voted for Dick Gregory. Did you ever hear of Dick Gregory? Dick Gregory. He was he was a black comedian. He, he he was he was on the peace and freedom party. Yeah, and and this is back in 1968. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I the Democrats were still wrapped up in the war. The Republicans are still wrapped in the, up in the war. I didn't trust any of them for civil rights stuff. Dick Gregory, he was a friend of Martin Luther King's, and he actually was on the ballot in Pennsylvania. So, wow. So I hold on, is Dick Dick Gregory? I, he just recently passed it. That's right. Yeah, about I, two I, years ago. I, 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 I actually know met, that name. I actually yeah. met him once here. Word. I, 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 he was like, he's, yeah, I need to, I want to read up on some stuff on him. You should listen to some of his old stuff. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm sure there's some podcasts or whatever there is out there. YouTube some of his routines. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was sharp and uh, he made, I mean, there's a couple of them he made uh, Martin Luther King laugh. Yeah, I mean, so, which is good. And he was dealing with. Yeah. yeah, he was good. So anyway, that's how I started my voting career at twenty-two. So <laughs> I'll say something: you being an older white gentleman, going through what you've been through, how do you deal with when you meet somebody who is a Trump supporter? Uh, it it, it, do, it doesn't really happen often. I, I I must admit, I generally just avoid the situation. Yeah. Because uh, I know that it's not likely that I'm going to change their mind or anything. Uh, I, I, I I would prefer to find somebody who's soft, hasn't thought about it, and, and to discuss issues so they're much more likely to um, 
uh, be you know, part of our team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, know, that's, weirdly <laughs> enough, I think like a heavy style Trump supporter that if they did come and see your space here was like what how you do what you do. It would make sense to him. I think it would make sense. <laughs> yeah. To them, uh, in a weird way, but you know, so it's just just because they. I, I feel like it's just fascinating in itself. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's true because uh, everybody eats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I do have a neighbor who who I who I helps me periodically with his his equipment mm -hmm. and does stuff, and I go over and help him. Yeah, an older fella, and uh, I know he's a, a Trump supporter. We just don't talk about it. He saw my Bernie signs. He saw uh, Black Lives Matter signs <laughs> yeah. I have here. You know, and he'll he'll, he'll make a little. A little poke, a little, little poke at it, but we don't, we don't discuss it. He asked me what I thought about the Iowa caucus the other day, and I says I don't want to, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. I, I mean, it's like it's like what's there to talk about? I, I still need to catch up on what actually happened because it was like the the day, the, day, the next day, and there was no results. Yeah, the next it's day, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's a mess. I, <laughs> they're sorting this stuff out. I, I, it's it's hard to say what really happened there, but in any case. Uh, Bernie Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren is third, Biden fourth. I don't know. Well, uh, other than that, and who's to say those numbers are all correct? So anyway, I'm, I'm just kind of listening to the talking heads on TV to see if there was any shenanigans in the background, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. the only question you have. Yeah. Uh, when things go, go shitty like they did, uh, it's possible. Right, that somebody's mixed there's it up. Guy, mixed it up. Mixed guys like you running in and burning documents. It could be dirty tricks. You yeah, know, the dirty tricks. I mean, that's what Roger Stone was good at. Dirty tricks. You know, you know and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks that uh, if they start the first caucus off as a, a whole party with some, I don't know. It just reflects bad from the jump. I think. You know, yeah, it does. Way. It, um, it does, but uh, what are you going to do? That's what it is. Uh, we'll see what happens. With that last, um, with the last election, with Trump getting in, were you? Did you have any disappointment with the Democrats at all? Uh, well, I was a Bernie supporter then, but of course, I voted for Hillary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was well. Some of the news came out how the, the Democratic Party, the National Party. Was obviously you know put their fingers on the scale for Hillary. Yeah, uh, uh, that didn't set well with a whole lot of people, and and it showed it wasn't fair, right? So, but and I she probably lost some votes, people not voting, or some people voting for Trump just because they were pissed off at her. Yeah. But I, me and all of my friends here, that we all voted. People I know voted for Hillary. Exactly. All right. We, we knew damn well we didn't want Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I can say I voted... I, I mean, I voted for Hillary also, but at the at the same time, I, I thought, you know, if she couldn't beat Obama in 2008, she's not going to beat anybody in 2016, eight years people later. People just did not like her. Man. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've, I saw her at Manual and, and just like the... The energy yeah. levels that yeah. like I, even at the brain. Yeah, she had rally. a she had a couple strikes against her. I mean, and you it know, just was it was just and then so obviously the Gaza but, Gaza was it but Gaza? she still got three million more votes than Trump. I mean, oh yeah, she still got the got, popular vote. Yeah, I mean, so 
we're stuck with this. Which is uh, insane that electoral. there's been two election or two elections now with where the popular. Do we vote need the didn't. electoral? No, we don't. I'm gonna no. say, wasn't that a wasn't, wasn't that for like basically like it's conservatives basically, to win? No, it's well, it's basically made at the at the time when to make Sweat. county easier. I'm a, oh word because oh. there was no communication system yeah. to speak of. Not <laughs> yeah, there's not like it's just like say you're you're running, you know, hey. I got twelve. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, so. Oh, so it was just like a, here goes an estimate. Yeah, well, it was, no, it's like all right. There's a thousand people here, so oh, these okay. a thousand count for one one ticket. Word. So like oh, so like word. you're representing all these a thousand yeah. people, which makes sense for that time. But it's like why but haven't they updated? Don't this need, shit? Yeah, it's yeah, like right. we have technology now. Fuck no, and I'm, I'm, I'm right now in the impeachment trials. I think it's really funny. They're uh, like they're referencing like. Hamilton said this, and I, I'm like, why? Are you I, I, about I get, him? I get. Hamilton said something, but who cares what Hamilton yeah. said in 1819? I well, mean, I get, like, well, I get. There's important parts of it, well, but re- well, re- is it actually? But this is like, is it actually relevant to well, our current? Well, they're reflecting state. what they're doing there. I think they're reflecting the mindset of the people who wrote the Constitution, because yeah. they're they're constantly referring to the Constitution, right? And they're trying to say, what do these people mean? What do they mean? Because this is what we have, right? The Constitution with with all the amendments and stuff. I mean, obviously, it wasn't perfect because, hey, black folks were slaves. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, exactly. and many of these dudes uh, had slaves of their own. I mean, it was... It, it, so, but given the document, you know, they were trying to pull some of the, the, the gems out of it. Yeah. <laughs> to use... Uh, for the reason why you have to have impeachment, right? You have somebody who's a fuck up. Uh, you have to get rid of them, right? Yeah. So you have to fire them, <laughs> and they, they couldn't get it together to fire the bastard. All right, that's yeah, that's, that's a, which is insane, man. It's like, come on, I, I, it's, yeah. it's and it, I don't know. I think part of me even knew when like we were voting, so I was like, man, I just feel like people were so pissed off about Obama getting in. And I think there's a deep-rooted race. Oh, that's what it was. You know. Oh, that that it's it it that has to be it, and uh, as much as people say that, that mad though, it's just like come on. I mean, and I and I actually went to the 2009 inauguration. Oh, you was like one of the you know most amazing. uh, Oh, you were there. Yeah, dude, that was a time. I can I can remember it clearly. Like my mother, like it, it was late. Well, the first time I got in. super sick, froze my ass off. Yeah, it was close, <laughs> but it was. You were there, time. yeah. I was. In we got as close as we could, like as uh, without tickets, and yeah. we're literally like the front is like you could get. It was packed. You, could, you, you could actually see him uh, in the distance. Still, yeah, they yeah. Were still, <laughs> still though, just to be like, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, uh, but there's just like bodies of people laying yeah. on top of each other. Like I, we, I like looked. Or, I was like searching trash cans for like the. Toe warmer things, you know those little like heat packets. Oh that, yes, like, the, yeah. The, like, <laughs> it was freezing. It was, freezing. <laughs> it was apparently like one of the coldest inauguration days <sighs> in forever. But um, I had a the, before. It was like right before like the smartphones today. But I had a Sony Ericsson that like shot pretty good photos. TPT. The, the 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 day the night before was actually really cool because it wasn't that cold and I was yeah. like walking around DC. It was good. We were good and. We like all the balls were happening, and this was like the first, you know, John Legend was playing. At, oh, uh, man. Trying to sneak in to like watch John Legend during the, not like sneak into some inauguration balls. Did you like, get in, Eddie? No, we did yeah. not. And I was also like, <laughs> see, 
13, 14. So yeah, yeah. We I don't think up. you're gonna cut it, kid. We, <laughs> uh, we also didn't have like to go tuxedos. Like oh yeah, okay. You had we, a cu- couple strikes the, against you there. If we had the outfit, they maybe. had khakis and polos. Trying to sneak into the <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean I was in Louisville, and I remember uh, my mama. Like Obama won, and I'm playing Young Jeezy. My president is black. Yeah, I'll <laughs> <So> repeat. <laughs> and, uh, it was it was nuts. Like, but then I still remember the day when um, Trump got in office too. And I remember like it was just it. The only time I felt close to that was when, and this is stupid, but when Rick Pitino got fired from the U of L Cardinals, uh, he was a basketball coach there. He got yeah. it was some allegations and stuff. <laughs> but that hurt me because I'm a huge sports fan. He huge Cardinal fan. But when Trump got in office, it was gloomy. And I and I had a neighbor, wow. actually. He was a military vet, and he told me he was going to vote for Trump. And we talked, and I was like, I saw where he was coming from. I didn't feel like having a conversation like, dude, this is all wrong, but whatever. And he told me like a few days beforehand, and I remember the next day Trump got in office, I was just like walking to the convenience store, walking to Sheeler's. Sheeler's is in Louisville, back where I mean, from. I think I, I like your analogy, but I... I I also think it's one thing that we shouldn't treat like sports teams. No, 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 no. It's, it's not that sweet. But, but, but I remember we walked to, um, I walked to Sheila's and I remember he saw me and he just, we just didn't speak. Cause it was just, it was dark. Like even that next day it was like rainy or not. It was like cloudy and the sun wasn't out. I think I, I left. Just, I, left yeah. I think I left once in New York. I don't remember. The weather fit the mood. It was, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was terrible and, and it just, you felt it and. We, we did. We all did too. Yeah, no, nah, it was because we knew what it was like. Yeah, I knew ahead of time. Yeah, uh, so we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, the swamp. He's to get rid of the swamp. I had a, somebody I know who I respect. You know, before the election, I said hey, he's going to deal with the swamp. I looked at him. He says, "You got to be kidding." You gotta be kidding. And then he sets his home oh, base up in, in Florida. Oh, this is the swampiest swamp of all swamps. <laughs> <Yeah>. Criminal swampers. <laughs> I feel that, man. Yeah. So. Well. Anyway, I'm, I'm optimistic that we have, only because I know we must be optimistic. We must fight. We must get out and vote. We must make sure that they're not going to fuck up the vote. Mm-hmm. And because we do have the numbers. We have, uh, you know, like uh, Bernie says, we got the 90-some percent of the people who are the ones who... 99%. Are, right. 99, right. Well, whatever it is, it's up Man, to that is crazy, ain't it? Yeah. Like, there's a 1%. It's like, how the, how the fuck are they? I mean, it's, it's amazing how human beings could set up a system. I mean, looking at this some, somewhat cosmically, yeah. uh, could set up a system, right? Imagine if we worked as good as ants, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. But set up a system that would, like, serve everybody. Yeah. All right? It doesn't have to be heavy-handed. You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be what some people fear about socialism. It just has to be intelligent, and set up a system that everybody is taken care of. And I mean, some people may have more money than others, but the people at the bottom are, are lifted. So they're well. They have health care. I mean, that's why when I've heard of, about Andrew Yang's uh, universal base income, the 12000 uh, yeah. a month, um, I feel like could be a good starting point. I, I think it's, it's a great idea yeah. because that money goes right into the economy. And uh, uh, and of course, you know, combining that with having guaranteed health care, yeah, right. Uh, so people don't have health care premiums, 
and I mean, I don't have and, and, all and, 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 and neither of us have healthcare right now. So yeah, oh, I mean it's I mean and I, I need to set it up. We both do, but it's just like well, we like once, off of once Trump, you know, like there was like the simple, easy way to set it up, and Kentucky was actually super benefit visual but once we turned 26 we got dropped out like we were on our parents, parents plans yeah. and once we got turned 26 which was only happened in the last two years it got cut off and like i've had like medical history problems and yeah. things and yeah but now i just like all right let's see what what happens next which is like insane actually like you're just kind of almost like it's it's just crazy the stuff that we grow up thinking is right like even the whole like I just got like the wage gap thing. I was talking to him. I was like, man, why are people tripping about people being billionaires? They're like, they shouldn't be able to make that much money when my mom has to work two jobs to, you know what I mean? And I'm not thinking, I'm like, damn, that makes sense. I don't see how it doesn't make sense to anybody else why you would even need that much money. But it's, you know, it, but it's, it's, it's insane the stuff that like growing up. And then it's really funny to hear like the, the excuse that some of the people like that say, they're like, hey, um, well, we're trying to actually, we think we can manage this money better than anybody else. So we're going to redistribute it in this exact way so it gets done the best way, which, I mean, sometimes it makes sense, but sometimes it's like, uh, all right, but not that much money. You still have millions and millions of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, there's just a, a more intelligent way to run a, 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 uh, the human population on the planet, all right, where people are not uh, suffering poverty and starvation throughout the world, and that we're always sort of precipitating one war after another. I mean, we're smart enough to be able to fix this, and we just have to, uh, uh, first of all, g gain power. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what, you know, this election's about, and why I hope Bernie wins, or, or Elizabeth, one of those two wins and uh we have a foothold to sort of stabilize this shit mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully uh we have a better influence on the planet as far as climate change and, uh, and and other positive realities considering the amount of wealth our country has we have influence mm -hmm. and uh so anyway i that's why uh, i I'm, I'm keeping busy. I've been texting. I'm going to be texting. I'm texting for Bernie. Texting for the Democrats. Just so you really are. I mean, yeah. which makes sense to your whole your the history of you. Like you're really are in the streets. It's like really trying to. I, I can't. I cannot do it. I, I have you. to do it. Otherwise, I, feel I, I just feel like I've opted out, and I can't opt out. I feel that respect. So, um, I, I mean, we've we touched on a lot of things. I appreciate you for letting us speak to you. It's been awesome meeting you getting to know you you tell us about all these plants that we've never heard of oh you it's have incredible. a lot more to learn there fella. i'm not saying yeah this is, <laughs> Wait, this, uh, is, this is awesome i would yeah. is uh is your wife is she native american at all from quebec she's from quebec yeah you want to yeah. talk to her oh i just was intrigued because the quilts the quilting I, I, somebody literally just messaged me about the quilts and asked me like or sent me a picture of her like Great grandmother making them, and then oh. her making this stark. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's a clear. Yeah, you should talk to Claire about her. So she made, she made that one. She made that one. Good lord. Yeah, yeah she made. That's that a great up. picture, by the way. It's make a great it. photo. If you set up your chair in front of that and have that as Around your here. halo, yeah, you should. You well. should do yeah. it. No, no, yeah. it's. It's you know, sit there. However you want to, whatever kind of face you want to make. I'm gonna say yeah. 
But I, we've done that with a number of our friends. And then we post it, right? It's like, boing! Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, it was really nice talking to you, Michael. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks. Hey, I, I, I got a last question for you. Yeah, yes, sir. Do you have faith in humanity as far as like this next term and getting Bernie in there and just doing the right thing? Or or Elizabeth Warren, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have faith in humanity? I do. Okay, word. I do. And I think I have faith in it because a lot of people have uh, awakened. Uh, numbers do matter. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, despite I think the efforts that the Republicans and the 1% and Wall Street, the pharmaceuticals, the insurance company, the, the prison co complex, the industrial yeah. military complex, well, they're going to be crapping on, on both Bernie and Elizabeth. Um, they don't have the numbers. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and that's the whole thing is even if people like you, you suggested, Francis, you mm -hmm. mentioned, People are so wrapped up in just making it. Yeah. I got to make it. And that I can't see this. I can't see that because it. I got to stay here and take care what of this. Is it, what is it? How many people actually did vote? Like, it's insane. Like, oh, I think half. Yeah. It's 49%. Like 49%. So, you know, half of people, 51% are just worried about making it. So. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and look how close that last election was. Yeah. It's like maybe 20,000 votes in these three states yeah. made a difference. So that's why, and I'm talking specifically about uh, people who've not voted, who've been distracted. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, uh, the voting so, system's it's fucked up. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a holiday. People that do work still, still have to go to work. There's no, and it's so hard you to, go, pay time to go off. out and if, vote. And a lot of people like in our, our city, they either work like 20 miles away and their voting station is some completely exactly. left. Do they have, they do they have vote by mail in, in Kentucky? They do, but a lot of people are in, in, uninformed or just like, you know, know that at all. They, they do have like exactly. absentee slash vote by mail. Well, you uh, you got to do it. All right. That's that. kind of what the Democrats are pushing because mm -hmm. It, it just takes a, a, a couple of minutes at home yeah. to do this at your convenience. I had no clue you could do that. Think, we just got ours can. in the mail today, Word. our ballot for the primary. Word. I'll show you what it looks like anyway. Awesome. Um, so so what the Democrats here are doing, they're, they're, they're uh, part of what I've been doing is finding the people who are, are, are cold, what they call cold Democrats, people who haven't voted in the yeah, last two elections yeah. but are registered as Democrats trying to reach them and I've been doing it by texting all these phone numbers mm -hmm. and asking them a simple question would you vote for in this next election for any Democrat right who mm -hmm. shows up or will you vote for Trump yeah that's the question yes yeah. or no right yeah. so simple. so we get very few responses to the text because people don't like to be bothered by text yeah. but we get a we get you, a response I, I mean those those people who vote yes a vote ever, for uh, any Democrat we contact them do you ever uh I feel like in those weird situations, a lot of times it feels like uh, it's a robot texting you. Yeah. If it's like but I, but, but but it, it's the way I identify it is it's I'm Mike from Martin County. Okay, Martin yeah, County. Well, still, Martin, still, the, still, uh, even in that that it's weird. You got to personalize. It's, it's weird. I, well, they, they, I say they, I'm Mike from. I'm a volunteer of the Martin County Democratic Party. Yeah, it's not much more. And I have the the area code is here. Yeah. All right. So it's not like I'm using. Well, it's, it's I'm funny. I'm calling from Arizona. But it's, it's All right? a weird. Hundred number or something. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. It's funny you say that, but like I, my friend like Drew for artist relations, uh, he basically has a, a number that he they told everybody to text for his for my friend's tour. 
and then he can literally manage it from his computer and text that hey the tour tickets are selling oh, you're here. Jets. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting because it, it is very programmable, but for, for the area code, I mean the area code also, like all that all those details are like You can you can localize them all. You can localize them all, yeah. Damn. It's <laughs> it's really like weird. Um, but yeah, none of that stuff. So like the personalization part is like weirdly and like phone calls are annoying even worse, but well, phone calls are a waste of time. I mean, they're hard because... I mean, I, your, honestly, your I'll just send a phone. picture of yourself. Phone. Something. Hey, it's my... That's not a bad idea. Or even, a, a, you know, something like that to where I feel like you still have to, like... Make it feel like a friend's almost text. Well, that's interesting. So with... Are we, are we still taping? Yeah, we're still taping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the times right now, people just feel like if some if something like that is texting you, if somebody's texting you like that, it's a survey, they think it's a robot. Oh, okay. So if I'd actually put a picture in with my little st- statement. Or would... like just like some, anything more to like, because I know I just, I'll get someone like, oh, this ain't anything. Just, just to well, make then it more it, personal. Yeah. Like All right. more catered to people, which like you don't know that much about them anyways. But like if there's any more, if there's any way you could just make it. And it's also just trial and error and seeing what works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about that at the office because there's still thousands of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm this may be another shitty comparison with Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. When you're swiping through Tinder, it's just a date nap. And like you just text oh, yeah. hey to somebody. She's not or they're not more inclined to write you back but then when you're like oh hey like if you usually but tinder they it, it provides you with a little more personal information yeah so that's the only thing pictures. but yeah i mean all or that, saying something wittier you know just it's all i mean all that that communication person to person communication in that way is like evolved mm-hmm. so much i mean even the correct uh how, how emojis are such a universal language right mm-hmm. now and how those can be used correctly or incorrectly like um, can also just add a personal level to something like I don't just little things like that I feel like I mean this is might be like political marketing theory that hasn't even like been touched on mm. since like the young people that are working for Obama era but they've all grown into whatever they're doing now right um, but yeah okay I right. anyway so you got anything else Mike no that's fine hey well thank you all for listening thank you again Mike this is awesome uh, just hearing somebody from somebody who's older and who's been doing this and this stuff is so relevant now and he's been on it for most of his life now yeah, so 50 some years yeah. 50 some years so heck yeah man uh, y'all stay tuned and like I say all the time we're just spreading light on creativity and now politics so <laughs> y'all be good thank you guys heck yeah